everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, back on the mic after a fan-fucking-tastic Thanksgiving week. Uh, Michelle, I have missed you, and I have missed being in the people's earballs, but here we are. After a long Thanksgiving week, I can't wait to hear how you are and what it is that you did while on your Thanksgiving vacation when we're back right now for week 13. How are you? We are back for week 13. Thanksgiving was wonderful. I still feel full of turkey, which is fantastic. And I'm excited to be back on the mic talking football with you. Okay, so um, very quickly for the listeners, and we will keep it brief. um, What all happened while you were at Thanksgiving? What were the highlights? Thanksgiving highlights were uh, we were down in Florida. We got to see some family. Oh, I went to mm-hmm. Top Golf for the first time. V- very exciting. Okay. Very exciting um, activity. Um, I did got you play like regular Top Golf, or did you do one of the mini games like Angry Birds? We did regular. I think Regu- regular. As okay. a first timer, it was a little confusing for me. <laughs> I, it doesn't. It like it doesn't work as good as I thought it would. It's like you kind of have really. to like yeah. So, but either way, really fun. Have some cocktails, hit some golf balls. Felt mm-hmm. felt fun, especially since it's freezing cold here in New York now. So it's not really golf weather. So that was nice. Yeah, turkey, top golf, and I got a tattoo. <gasps> the triple T's: turkey, top golf, <laughs> tattoo. What? I, I know about the tattoo because we talked about it before we got on the mic and you showed me it's really dope. But can you tell the listeners what it is? Yeah, we uh, while I was down in Florida, my mom, my sister and I all decided to uh, get a small tattoo to pay tribute to the childhood house that we grew up. So we got my house Aww, number. I know. Really cute. I want to get I your know. house number, but that makes no sense. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving uh, not full of turkey? Uh, yeah, for for those of you who are longtime listeners of the show, you already know that every Thanksgiving, the topic of conversation is how I have never had turkey for any Thanksgiving meal because we go out to a restaurant and we have seafood and that is the vibe and it's super weird, but it is what it is. So hey, everybody's got their own tradition. Yours is just strange. It's strange, but there's a there's a um, tangential point to this that has to do with draft queens because obviously we talk about sports betting on the show quite often, and uh, I I placed a little bit of a sports bet on one Ooh. of my family members, Ooh. so I am thrilled as a mid thirty year old to still young mid thirty year old young at heart, but still <laughs> at the kids table, and there are yes. a bunch of us that sit at the kids table, eight of us to be exact. Um, what we had done this year, we placed a friendly wager on my dear cousin, Will, who is always down for whatever. And he ended up getting 10 bucks from everyone at the table. I Venmoed him immediately when he did this task, when he made this bet. Um, but his task was not to drink one of the, you know, like the teensy, tiny Tabasco things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So think like a step up from that, like a oh, mini boy. bottle. Oh, um, boy. His task was he gets 80 bucks, 10 bucks from each person if he can chug the Tabasco. Dang. And he did it. And it was the best part of my Thanksgiving. Dang. Props to Will for that one, honestly. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So we're full of turkey and, in your case, seafood. I now have a tattoo. Um, Also, before we get into week 13. It is the viral time of year known as Spotify Wrapped. Mm. And luckily for us as podcasters, we're involved in the fun and we've got some pretty 
awesome stats and some pretty awesome fans. So we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us part of your weekly schedule. Um, We have been hard at work because we have created 1,924 minutes of new content this year, which is 85% more than what other sports podcasters do. So we're kicking ass. So are our, so are our listeners for listening so much. I know. And I, I feel like I was looking at some of the listener stats and um, not only are we in the wrapped of like the wrapped report and like the top, the wrapped report says that we have between 65 and 75 people who have us in their top five podcasts of all time, which is super dope. Hell yeah. Thank you for that. And we are in the top 15% of podcasts that have been shared this year. I mean, that's so cool. That's for all the D-cuties out there. Absolutely love ya. Big kissies. (laughs) Love Spotify Wrapped. Loved uh, all of our D-cuties. Thank you for listening. We will keep on keeping on. Thanks to all of you. Mm -hmm. Speaking of keep on keeping on. Yes. Heading into week 13, I hope to keep on keeping on my win streak against you. I don't want to talk about this, but go go ahead and gloat because I know it's coming. Go. I mean, okay, just a very quick gloat is that I am in first place. I am eight and four and I have the most points scored. So I'm I'm feeling pretty damn good. I have gotten through bye weeks. We have a couple more this week, but I've mainly gotten through my bye weeks relatively unscathed. And when you have people like I have on my team, mm-hmm. who we are probably going to talk about a little bit in the start section here, I just feel really confident going against you and going into the playoffs, to be honest. I, I would too, to be quite frank. Um, <laughs> this week, luckily, we're going to talk about week 13 buys, but this week we have Arizona and Carolina on buy. Uh, my fantasy team for Draft Queens, funny enough, is not very good. I am the sixth seed. Um, I really like to make it to the playoffs, but I'm on the cusp. I'm focused, though. I'm, I'm not going to make that easy for you. I'm not going to no, make that easy. At I all. understand, but okay. luckily the people are at the bottom of the barrel along with me, below that uh, 50% threshold. Also have difficult matchups. I don't feel horrible about it. I'm going to try right. and score as many points as possible. And my other two leagues, I'm in the number two and three spot. So. Just so happens that this right, league okay. is my blind spot. Okay. Well, I will look forward to kicking your ass this week. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see you next week. We'll report. Oh, we'll report back next Friday. Yes, yes we will. All right. So uh, ahead of ahead of starts it for uh, week thirteen. Um, a few injuries uh, that y'all should keep an eye on. Oh yeah. We we are recording this on Thursday night, so we don't have the full rundown quite yet um, of who is in and who is out. However. There are a lot of big names on the list mm-hmm. with the likes of Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Raheem Mostert, and Michael Carter. Again, this is these are not 100% running back, running out. back, running yeah, back, lots, running back, but running these back. Are huge name running backs that people uh, do not want out at this point in the fantasy season. So um, please keep an eye on all of those. Uh, have a backup plan uh, just in case. We'll uh, we'll throw some backup plan ideas your way uh, if you have any of those guys. Uh, another person to mention who has had a very lackluster season, but now mm. this is just 
Oh, the nail in the coffin for this guy, unfortunately, is uh, the Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts uh, has to have knee surgery. He is out for the rest of the season, so you will also need a new tight end if you had him. That said, we've got tight ends to give you, and also quarterbacks, and also running backs. So if you're feeling it, Michelle, I think we go ahead and get right into the topic of today, the topic of every Friday, Stardom Sidem, and this week, Week 13. Week 13, start, sit, let's get right into it, quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to start with some really obvious names here, but I'm excited to talk about it. Joe, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes are in the game of the week. This is definitely going to be a crazy showdown. Do you remember the AFC Championship game last year that went to overtime? Very, very sadly, but excruciatingly sad for Titans fans very exciting for anybody watching football. Um, Absolutely. I remember the AFC championship game from last year, and I love, I love this game because the AFC, in my humble opinion, um, usually not as contentious as the NFC overall, but when you get a good AFC championship game, a la last year with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, there is nothing else you can do but start these two based on what happened last year. I mean, they're amazing, All ships rise. I can't wait to watch. I know. This one's going to be really exciting. Obviously, these guys are in your lineup. They're both in the top three uh, quarterbacks for passing yards and touchdowns so far this season. Uh, And I don't see uh, any signs of that slowing down in this week's matchup. So get those guys in your lineup. That is absolutely the game of the week. Um, And another start. uh, Hopefully, you tuned into this game last week. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. We have talked... We have talked a lot about him in the last two years. I we, we were very bullish on him in his rookie year. Things didn't go as planned. The Jags have built that team up. He is definitely finding his stride. And last week, he actually had his best game ever in the NFL. He threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. It was an incredible game. Super exciting uh, to watch. And this week, the Jags take on Detroit, who we love, but... They also love to give up points. So Mm -hmm. I just think like the uh, Jags are on an upward trajectory and have an incredible matchup this week against Detroit. Love, love, love Trevor Lawrence this week. Yeah, good um, good start and stream option with Trevor Lawrence. Also, to boot, the Jaguars mascot going viral for wearing, like, little... Uh, oh, my these, God! Yeah, like, that? yeah, he wore, like, a banana hammock, basically. He did. He wore a banana <laughs> hammock, and he's a goddamn jaguar. <laughs> he's a jaguar. He's a mascot. How do oh, you right. make that guy wear a banana hammock? It's very well, weird. Yes, that's true. I forgot uh, about that. Well, when in Jacksonville, <laughs> anyway, not to pass judgment, but moving on. Um, <laughs> now, I've got one because obviously heartbreaker of a week last week for the Tennessee Titans. If you're a Tennessee Titans fan like me, um, I just about like literally punched five walls like with big old, big old smash marks in the wall. But yeah. Uh, it might be that way again this week, and I think that unfortunately, oh. and this has been all over all over the news because t- Ryan Tannehill, I think for a while, has kind of been like a B tier quarterback. He does the job, but he never wins the big game. 
Yeah. Um, so my eye is continually on him. This week, it's a sit for me. Um, I also think across the board, they're reevaluating his contract. So it's an uh. 18 mil contract that they could possibly give up and think about flipping that into something else. So yep. that's been in talks. But overall, regardless of what that looks like, uh, the Titans have the Eagles this week, who, if you haven't watched the Eagles play, absolutely electric. Can't wait yeah. to watch more. Yeah, honestly, like, it's just been incredible to watch the Eagles play. The level of play is super high. Jalen Hurts has been incredible. Um, but, yeah, I think this uh, this week is definitely a sit for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the Eagles have yet to allow a quarterback to score more than 18 fantasy points. So if you're making a playoff push, you're going to want more than that. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is your guy. And here's another guy that hasn't played a meaningful real-life mm-hmm. game of football since week 17 of 2020. Deshaun Watson is coming back. Whether I, whether I agree or disagree he should be coming back is for another podcast. Uh, but he will be coming back to play football this week. Um, I don't think this is a plug-and-play. I mean, did you hear what I, I just said? Either. He hasn't played a meaningful, real-life game of football since week 17 of 2020. It's almost 2023. So I know people, some people are excited because he's a good quarterback. I don't think that this is like a get him right in my lineup. I, I, I just don't see how you could come back after almost three years and be like rip-roaring, ready to go, especially considering what he's what he has been doing in the off season, you know, like not yeah. really focusing on football. So that's a, that's an alert. It's more of a sit for me, but also alert Deshaun Watson's back. Everybody. Yep. yep. And some people have been stashing him. I think that that's taking the emotional part of the game out of this. If you wanted to stash him, that that's a play. Uh, but I do agree. This is an alert for a sit. And if you want to stash, then perhaps he'll be okay because uh, the Browns are doing All right, because of this one player, as we transition to running backs here, um, I want to talk a little bit about Nick Chubb. And not only Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb versus the one in a billion Houston (laughs) Texans, um, who, you know, overall, he's been number three in the league with rush yards, number two in touchdowns. Um, He's just like a little... He's so good that it's almost like he's a sleeper. Like, he just is always good. I don't even know how to say this. So thrilled about starting him this week especially with a new quarterback in at the helm they're going to put the ball on the field yeah I mean I think they're going to continue to rely on this run game you know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt but Nick Chubb has clearly been leading you know the charge back there it used to be a world where Chubb would get the yards and Kareem Hunt would get the touchdowns now everything's really going through uh, Nick Chubb this is truly his offense, and as you mentioned, he's number three, you know, in the league in rush yards thus far. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to need to use him as much as possible uh, with a new quarterback. And again, love this matchup against Houston. Like they're they're gonna they're just gonna be able to put up some points. So mm-hmm. uh, if you have Chubby on your team, like I do, you might also be sitting in first place because of how good this guy has been so far this season. Love this guy. He's the Jonathan Taylor I never had. <laughs> so actually, in this same game. Uh, even though Houston has not been great, as we as we know, um, fellow running back Damian Pierce has actually been pretty good this season. So yeah. the the last few games, he hasn't been as strong as he was at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's still like he's hovering in that top ten, you know, for for running backs thus far this season. He's really been like the highlight 
reel, the, the, the one person highlight reel of the, uh, the Houston Texans this year. So um, I think that Cleveland's defense is decent. They're not, they're not the best. They're not the worst. Um, and again, I think Damian Pierce will be set for um, a, uh, an, an upturn of this last uh, few weeks where he's been slumping um, mm-hmm. against Cleveland this week. Yeah, and I think you have a really good point here too because at the beginning of the episode, obviously we talked about um, some quick injuries this week and all of the injuries on the table possibly are all tier one running backs or RB ones rather. Yep. Um, so starting your actual RB ones, very important this week as is evaluating who the sits are and who the stand-ins are. And so I, I did a little bit of research, uh, this morning actually, <laughs> while I was doing, you know, like the typical, I need to scrounge for someone before Thursday night football. Yep. Um, and looking at, you know, who can I stream to actually, uh, supplement some of the guys who are out in the running back position. Um, one of the most, uh, streamed waivers right now is a guy named Zonovan Knight. And if you don't know that name, it's by design. He's on the Jets and the Jets are <laughs> supposed to be good, right? Uh, with Michael Carter having an injury right now. Uh, but it looks like with the new quarterback in place, with Mike White in place, uh, throwing the ball, and also with the Jets, as good as they've been for the Jets, to be honest, and yeah. for any team, uh, playing the Vikings is going to be a tough matchup. I don't know if I like it. It feels a little too risky. I think a stream like a Zonovan Knight, super difficult this week. Yeah, I agree. And like, look, we mentioned a lot of the running back uh, injuries, you know, that people may be plagued with. That's why, you know, uh, folks are flocking to the waivers for for Zonovan because he could be the number one slash number two guy there. Understand the rationale. However, um, I don't think that's the direction that I would go in. I think that's a sit. I don't really love the matchup against the Vikings. And and truth be told. Mike White, everybody, like, took the Jets this long to figure it out. But seriously, he was, he was slinging the ball last week. fucking and awesome. I think they'll continue to, to go to the air. Um, so uh, I I would avoid um, replacing any of your guys with, uh, with Zonovan Knight this week. Same goes for Kyron Williams. Another by design. Ever hear of him? Because probably not. No. Um, it's he's he's yet another Rams running back. There's only been 55 of them, I feel like, this year. Um, and honestly, the the, the offense uh, can anyone find the Rams offense? Like, what on like earth happened from last come year? Get your man's. Where are you? Why <laughs> is, is this offense not working anymore? It's just non-existent. Like Matt Stafford has been dealing with injuries. They cannot find a reliable running back. There's nobody interesting in the wide receiver position. Maybe you could talk about Tyler Higby at the tight end, but even that's not, like, exciting. Especially with Stafford out. I don't know if that's exciting. I think you just avoid, in in my opinion, you avoid everyone and anyone on the Rams, especially on their offense at this point, and don't get cute and go get Kyron Williams. I, I like... I know. I, he might be able to help you sneak through for like a hot minute, but that's not going to be a good long-term play for you. So I'm not, I'm not really too keen on that one. And uh, it's a, it's a sit for me. Yeah. And I think it's actually a good point to, it's a good time to point out uh, the idea of in week 13, how the, there's a temptation to get cute. And if you don't know what getting cute means, it means (laughs) doing little tinkery things that probably won't best suit you. So my feeling is the same as you, Michelle. Uh, Don't get too cute. Don't tinker too much. Play your aces. And then if there are people who uh, are streamable, then maybe uh, pass those 
newbies buy. Exactly. I mean, look, the good thing is, is that we are at the tail end of buys. That's right. And the, and the two teams that we're talking about this week on buy are Arizona and Carolina. Nobody exciting plays on the Carolina Panthers. And arguably, yes, there are a few guys that, you know, you're going to miss this week. Kyler, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. you know, on Arizona. But at this point, you've pretty much made it through buys. Mm-hmm. Don't get cute. If you are in dire need, go to the waiver. But as Kate said, play the studs. Like, that's the, the beauty of getting through the waivers. You don't have to worry about missing mm-hmm. those guys anymore. And, and luckily, there are studs that are beginning to shine, at, or beginning to shine, oh my god, who have been shining uh, as we get into pass catchers here. So between uh, wide receivers and tight ends, um, I think that this person kind of is both at this point, although on paper, he is the best tight end of the league, and that's Travis Kelsey. Uh, but Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs also is the leader in touchdowns across both tight ends and receivers. Yes, better than Justin Jefferson. Yes, better than any other tight end of the league. He's fantastic. He is having a moment, Michelle. Um, I am very excited for the prospect of Travis Kelsey. Always. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. A recognized game, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Look, he's been crushing it. I, I thought that the stat was so interesting that, like, he not only ranks at the top on tight end on the tight end list, he's literally doing better than some of the star wide receivers, than the all the star wide receivers in the league as it rem- as it relates to touchdown catches. So um, we love Travis Kelsey. You're obviously playing him. We talked about this game of the week uh, against the Bengals, um, and yet again, I feel very lucky because I have Travis Kelsey on my team. Mm-hmm. Get it, girl. <laughs> um, who else do you have this week for a start? Um, so we talked a little bit about Trevor Lawrence uh, and the matchup that we love against um, Detroit. That, to me, also means you get Christian Kirk in your lineup. This has really been sort of Trevor Lawrence's go-to number one guy. I know I've re- been reading a lot about Zay Jones and Marvin Jones Jr. because those guys caught some touchdown passes last week in that really exciting game for the Jaguars. Not n- No disrespect to those guys. They're not the number one guy Christian Kirk is. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. same way we like this matchup for Trevor Lawrence, I really like it for Christian Kirk as well. Uh, pat yourself on the back if you drafted this guy because I took a flyer on him. I never foresaw this, but he has been in Incredible, one of the top five wide receivers thus far this season. Mm -hmm. And all ships continue to rise uh, for Christian Kirk and also uh, linking up with Trevor Lawrence. Now, uh, I took a little bit of a flyer in a cutesy, bad, 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 bad Kate way. Do not do this. Do not be like (laughs) Kate. Do not do this in your week 13 matchup. Um, Go ahead and sit Greg Dolchich if you have heard the name uh, and you're trying to get cute and stream somebody. Uh, I did that. I did that. It did not work out well. (laughs) And it's going to work out even worse in week 13 for anyone who is thinking of streaming Greg Dolchich uh, versus the Ravens. I can't see that going super duper well. So um, just a word to the wise for that sit, you know? Yeah, that's a sit. And honestly, like, you know, the tight end situation has been really tough with injuries and just like lack of just lack of excitement. Like unless and basically unless you are Travis Kelsey or now that Mark Andrews is back, like there's not a lot of excitement in the tight end position. Nobody is super reliable. Greg Dolchitz had a moment to shine on the Broncos, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that moment continues, especially playing no. against the Ravens. And, and also the Broncos are like having an existential crisis. But I got to tell you. Can oof. we talk about the Broncos for just one moment? Because sure. the amount of um, 
I am, I live for the drama, so this is fantastic for me. <laughs> uh, but between Melvin Gordon, like, shading the entire Broncos fandom. Oh, and say, yeah. He posted on his socials of him, yep. like, photoshopped into driving a car out of the Mile High Stadium and out of, <laughs> uh, out of Denver was first and foremost basically saying, like, Y'all were horrible fans and a horrible fan base, but I'm piecing out. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. First piece of shade. Second piece of shade. I feel like there there was uh, one of the linemen or either like a defensive back. I don't know. Um, some guy on the Broncos got in Russell Wilson's face last weekend and was chirping their quarterback. Oh, wow. Like disrespect. So I don't think it's going well is what I'm trying to say. It's not. Look, that was one of the biggest offseason trades. I thought they had found the guy that they needed. I even said maybe, you know, five, six games in, like he just hasn't clicked yet. But like now we're at week 13. The Broncos are atrocious to watch. They cannot get the ball. They cannot get the ball in the end zone. You could give them 15 tries. They still won't do it. And it's it's ugly. It's ugly to watch. They're playing the Ravens, who are the opposite of ugly to watch. And yeah, I mean, I, I hate the Broncos this week, and I, I definitely sit Greg Dolchish on the tight end side of things. Yeah. Any other anyway, sense for you? After after that Broncos tirade. Yeah, um, let's do another tirade. I'm feeling it. So, uh, so I actually, over the last few weeks, I was able to get Donovan Peoples-Jones off the waivers, he has been one of the more reliable wide receivers um, over the last few weeks on the Browns and and across the board, to be honest. His name has been popping up. He's got a lot of targets. He's been, you know, uh, getting in the end zone. Um, normally, you think of Amari Cooper over there, but Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples-Jones has really, like, stepped into the, the a, a strong yeah. number two spot over there. Yeah. That said, as we mentioned at the top of the show... I don't know what that looks like now that you're getting Deshaun Watson. Like, it felt like Cleveland was in a bit of a groove. I'm not saying Jacoby Brissett is the best, you know, like, in the in the league. But I'm just saying, they were they, there was a groove going on there. And now that's going to be, you know, um, tinkered with. And that, that hey, could be for the better. But I, I don't know that that's, you know, the case, especially right out of the gate. Uh, so if, if you've been rolling with Donovan Peoples-Jones, I see you, but I don't think this is the week to keep him in your lineup. Yeah, I see you, but I do not hear you. And I yeah. do agree with that. I think that any uh, any maiden voyage with a new quarterback is always tenuous for pass catchers. So I'm totally um, in agreement to stay away from some of those Browns pass catchers, specifically Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, now, that may wrap up our pass catching section. That may wrap up what we're doing with Stardom Sidham for this week. But we are not done. We have our bet of the week. If you're looking to put your money where your mouth is, we have our Draft Queens bet of the week, which can be one of four things, five things. We can either do a same game parlay. We can do a multi-game parlay. Uh, we can do a money line for Moneyline Michelle. We can do a pair, player prop, or we can do a DFS long shot. And this week, Michelle, what are you taking us through? Okay, so we talked about this game of the week uh, with the Chiefs and the Bengals. Both of us are extremely excited about it. The spread is only one and a half, so they're thinking this is going to be really close. I tend to agree. Um, We also talked a lot about Mr. Travis Kelsey, who gets in the end zone a lot. And one thing we didn't talk about is that Joe Burrow will be getting old faithful Jamar Chase back this week. Who I traded for. Who I traded for. Wow, who gave him up? Uh, I traded away CD, so we'll see if it pays off. That will totally pay off. I love where your head is at. 
Um, so here's here's the thing. I want to focus on this game. Uh, I'm going to say Kelsey and Jamar Chase get in the end zone uh, for each of their respective teams. And I will parlay that with betting the over on points scored in the game, which currently looks like it's about 52 and a half. So I'm going points, okay. points, points, score all the points, lots of offense in that, in that game. Um, Kelsey and Jamar chase anytime touchdown scores with a over on total points. Parlay. I absolutely. And we <laughs> talked about this at the beginning of start sit. I love that matchup. I love the Bengals versus the Chiefs. It's going to be a gunslinging match. It's going to be the game of the week. Uh, if you're going to put your money down, I would put it like with Moneyline Michelle. Okay, so we've got Travis Kelsey and Jamar Chase touchdowns and over on points, 52 and a half. I love it. I hope, I hope we're right because the, the the one thing that happens sometimes with these games of the week is like you get all amped up for it and then it's like a defensive battle and it just, I know, makes, you, I know. just makes you want to cry on the inside. So Don't I'm, worry, you're not watching the Titans. It's not going to be gritty like yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm praying this really is the game of the week that we all hope and dream that it will be. And uh, there'll be lots of points scored and lots of excitement. Well, bring it on as every week. And especially this week, as we're gearing up for playoffs, which are in what, two, three weeks for fantasy. It's something fantasy like that. Play- yeah. Our fantasy playoffs start the week of the 15th, I believe. So we're closing in fast. People. Now is the time to make those big bets. Don't get too cute, but now is the time to make those big bets. Uh, get into your playoff run. And if you are looking to win your league, as usual, we are in your earballs uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts to tune in every week for new episodes. Um, we'll have a new episode on Monday morning for the huddle where we talk about the biggest sports headlines of the week. And the next week will be the last Draft Queens episode before a lot of you do head into fine or the playoff season for your fantasy teams. Um, so tune in on Friday, both Monday and Friday episodes, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that's Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are here. We've got your fantasy advice. We have a lot to say. Woohoo! We're finally we do. back. We do, we do. And as we mentioned, thank you all for listening on Spotify Wrapped. If you got us in any of your top lists, shoot us a little note. Tag us on Instagram. We love to see it. Send or it on Twitter over. or any of the other social platforms you have. We want to see it. Goodbye.